0: Oh, I noticed the preemptive bringing down of the music. Look at you, Josh Helmer. Let's go. Uh, Welcome to the Plank Show on a Friday. I don't think there's any way I can screw up what day it is today. Uh, And we're at a celebration, man. We're at Seth Wadley It's Grand Opening here in Paul's Valley. I was joking before the show because I live in Goldsby. I honestly think, Josh, the trip down here, was almost as quick as what it would typically take me with stoplights and traffic to get to the radio station. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. Anytime you hear that you're heading south on 35 from the, uh, Goldsby proper Norman area, you kind of wonder what that, uh, traffic going to be like, mind you, you know, getting backed up for a little bit. Cause you know, sometimes, sometimes here around this, I believe the kids would call it a corridor it can get a, li- a little backed up. Not the case, dude. It's great. It's great. Gets up to 75 after you get outside of Purcell. It's beautiful, man. And this place is awesome. We'll tell you all about it. It's a full weekend grand opening. I mentioned they had the bouncy house out in the parking lot. Uh, they got food trucks that are going to be here starting at 11 a.m. Tomorrow they've got a full car show that starts at 10 a.m., cornhole tournament at 4, and then a live band throughout the evening. If you're making plans to buy a new or gently used car, then come see the crew here at Seth Wadley Chevy right off of I-35 in Paul's Valley. Josh Helmer, how was your Thursday night? I, I Up a little late last night. Were you working on some Big Ten Media Day stuff? Yeah,
1: I was. I was. Right. Uh, good morning to you and can... uh, happy Friday, my friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to – happy Friday to you, too. I went to bed super early last night. Good. So, good. So I am uh, I am over-caffeinated and probably proper hydrated. Regardless, I want to talk Big Ten with you. I want to talk Big Ten Media Day. I want to dive into now Colorado officially a member of the Big 12 and what that means going forward. Heck, who knows? We, We might have another move during this show today. It wouldn't surprise me at all if something comes to fruition. And real quick sidebar to that, keep in mind that for the Big 12, it's financially beneficial if it's a Power 5 school. It doesn't necessarily do anything if it's UConn or San Diego State or UNLV or Memphis, whomever else, because that percentage increase is only for a Power 5 team. So it'll be interesting to see if we hear about an Arizona-Utah or Arizona State getting a little bit jumpy. But I also wonder how much this really hurts, the Pac-12, if if everyone stays together. So we'll get to that coming up in a bit. There's NFL news. We had injuries, a couple injuries yesterday. One of them severe. One of them mm, we'll see. And Shohei Otani did that thing last night. So And the Dodgers and the Reds played this weekend. So Toby and I on opposite dugouts, in opposite dugouts. But, Josh, I want to start with a recap of where we were yesterday. Now, I don't know how much you got to – shout out, if I can do – I don't know if we do this. so we do shots out here? Shout out to Eddie and George, Eddie, uh, Eddie Rudosevich and George Stoya. Sooner Scoop was out there. Now, listen, we were rolling beat with the ref army. But it was really cool to see an entity take this event as seriously as we do. It was really cool to see an entity go out and commit a reporter to it, commit a camera crew to it, and cover it because we might not have had the numbers that we typically have the coaches' luncheon, and, oh, yeah, there wasn't the coach. (laughs) Brent Finables wasn't able to be there. But I still feel like every single time we did, every year that we've done this from Fostering Futures and it was the Citizens Advisory Board, whatever it's benefiting, I always feel like something comes out of it, Josh. It's not anything major. But something, some little tidbit always comes out of it. And Toby hit on something in the crossover that you and I talked about earlier this week. And to continue to connect those dots, it the genesis was the Cover 3 podcast. And Bud Elliott, and actually, I guess it was Fornelli, right? Tom Fornelli, who had brought up, you guys notice how unique it is, this approach from Brent Venables. Usually soft-spoken, well, I don't want to say soft-spoken, but you know, kind of a subtle guy, not going to really ever go out of his way to talk smack in the media or build his guys up. But you, you notice there's this little kind of lack of fear, maybe if it's quiet confidence. And I don't know if you heard what Toby said in the crossover, but his takeaway from that yesterday was you got the sense that there is kind of a a really quiet confidence about what they've got and almost, you know, like this look, it sounds, man, I know how cheesy and corny this sounds. Don't make fun of me yet. It's only my first segment. But it's it's almost as if you can see it in their eyes. (laughs) I know, dude, you can make fun of me for that. But they seem really confident with what they have. I mean, that to me yesterday was – a reaffirmation that we weren't necessarily reading too much into some of those thoughts. Now, again, we can talk about the guy asking the question about when, when you're going to score on Texas this year. And I thought Levy had an awesome answer to it, but it just seems as if kind of everything coming out of that, Josh, that quite confidence seems pretty legit with this crew for 2023.
1: And I'm sure, you know, all of the coaches roof, Lebby, Biedenboe, they're just excited to get going next week. Sure. I mean, for them, this is uh, kind of the final off-season hurdle as well, I'm sure, to to just get things going. Well, I would say for Bill Biedenboe, whom I feel like I've got
0: to know fairly well since he's been here, I would describe having to sit through something like that for him personally probably as like a level of hell that he envisions if, you know, things don't go well, Uh, sitting up there and getting peppered with questions under spotlights about how's the O-line looking when all you want to do is sit down and break down film. I would imagine, Josh, that is a certain level that Bill Beanbow, more than anyone else, is like, nah, I'm good. I'd rather not do that right now.
1: And yet he was a good sport, right? He was
0: great. He was great. He was great. Um, Was there any other takeaways that you had from yesterday? Anything that from the buzz out of it that kind of caught your ear?
1: Uh, probably just the, uh, the two pieces that made the most headlines, which was Lebby's comments on one Jackson Arnold mm-hmm. and then uh, one fan trying to find out if we're going to score against Texas this year.
0: Were you surprised to see the first question out of the gate by one Toby Rowland? First question out of the gate involved Jackson Arnold. Did you? Was there any shock whatsoever on that?
1: Uh, Yeah, probably (laughs) a little bit. Yeah, I feel like you're going to build up to it. But, hey, just just ask (laughs) the good straight away, right? That's a professional right there.
0: Listen, listen, we're not (laughs) – at
1: one of my all-time favorite
0: Paul Feinbaum moments, just to go back, when he was first hired by ESPN, when he was first put on the ESPN networks, I didn't know anything about him. I just knew he was an SEC guy. And they (laughs) – They have him on the set because Kevin Sumlin, Josh, Kevin Sumlin is speaking to the media, and the big story is Johnny Menzel's eligibility. Okay, so to get some perspective on that, Sumlin goes into this long, selling the belief in what they're doing at A&M and and, and lays it all out. And then finally at the end, he he answers a question on Johnny Menzel. They cut away to Paul Feinbaum, and, find, again, like I said, I never heard the guy talk in my life. Basically says, well, this guy's a fool. I mean, he's up here telling us everything but what's going on with Johnny Menzel <laughs> He's like, and then he finally gets to it. And by the time he gets to it, I forgot what he wanted to say. You're saying, Josh Helmer, that you would subscribe to that theory and why not just get it out of the way or, or, or build up to it but not against getting it out of the way early whenever the uh, Jackson-Arnold question is going to be asked, or at least the quarterback room is going to be a topic. You say don't beat around the bush and get to it, or build up to me a little bit?
1: Uh, I'm fine either way, but uh, I understand the right right off uh, Rip the Band-Aid right off, baby. That's uh, that's what all the fans want to see, right, or hear.
0: The one thing that stayed with me from yesterday – the one thing that at least from an individual perspective stayed with me somebody asked about connor near the fairest uh, state product and he said <laughs> i i'd be curious to know either a who said this or, or or b where it came from or if maybe he just misheard it in, in the guy asking the question he said a lot of people on the the radio are kind of be downgrading him because he was from a small school and Ted Roof launched into and this was a very complicated question where the Connor Near just happened to be the second part Ted Roof said something about him Josh that i, I again maybe it's coach speak but the way that the way that he reacted i'm going it's it's hard audio to hear i understand that so i'm going i'm going to try to do the best i can to make it sound good during the break But basically the response that he gave was when Connor Neer walked in the room, when he walked in that locker room and walked in that linebacker's room, everyone kind of looked at him and it was, oh, okay. All right. This is what it looks like. Let's go. And again, I'm trying to to minimize the hype train. I don't know what the role is going to be. But at least from the way in which, A, the aesthetics of this guy, and B, how he handles his business, that's got to be pretty reassuring uh, reassuring, or maybe even somewhat confidence-building in a room in a room that does need a little bit more experience and then in that, a little bit more production. So I took away that I think Ted Roof is pretty high right now on one Conor Neer, and I, I think he's got a spot. I think he's got a role within this football team. Where he'll play some? I think so, but again, could be reading into it. Why am I, you you feel like I'm making too much of that comment? No, no, not necessarily.
1: Not necessarily. I mean, here's someone that in Connor near comes in with this pedigree of being a part of championships, right? And, uh, obviously was a terrific football player at that level. So, you know, I think at times, sure. We get, get caught up in, okay. Ferris state versus Oklahoma. If you can play football, you can play football. Now, We'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously, probably tilt the scales a little bit toward the, uh, you know, higher-rated recruits and so on and so forth. But of course, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not ruling out that he can come in and you know, provide experience and potentially, yeah, play a little bit. That was really I, I, just to kind of quick
0: hit a couple of other things that caught my ear from the coaches' lunch and talk about the confidence. T. Rowe even bringing it, uh, bringing it up, talking about he's how he saw it um josh you brought up the the guy asking the texas question which again that's kind of one of the fun things about this event is you never know what you might get it's not like i can screen the questions beforehand but if if you don't love jeff levy after the way that he handled that i don't know what i i I can't do anything for you but then the whole the the, and and is it near or did you say near is there is there a different pronunciation on this one am i botching it i'll be the first one to admit when i I think
1: it's just connor near Okay, okay. Connor Near. If I pronounced it like Nair, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to.
0: No, no, no. I was just like, oh, is there like an accident in there that I've screwed up? I mean, you and John are always all over this. Uh, but, Josh, I I kind of felt like everything else just to kind of bullet point it. Bill Beanbow spoke glowingly about Walter Rouse, maybe even more glowingly, glowingly than I've heard him talk about anyone that's new coming in in the way that he described it. Did set some maybe. Uh, Bumpers on it because he brought up, you know, he's still battling that, coming back from that shoulder injury. So we'll see what he can do. Over the top praise of Tyler Guyton, over the just talking about the body type and how he's committed this off season. You know, Coach Levy talked about the confidence being built from the success they had against Florida State, and I just, I mean, Ted Roof, I felt like whenever it came to naming names, he's like, eh, you know, I don't necessarily want to get too involved in that, but just. It seemed like there was a confidence in the understanding of it, and they talked a little bit about recruiting too, which was the second half of the final hour of this show. And Josh, there wasn't much David Stone buzz whenever we were at, uh, whenever we were at the coaches' lunch. And again, coaches can't talk about it, but when they were talking about the SEC and what they've been able to do recruiting-wise and how that's made a bit of a difference. You 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 could sense that there is a market improvement whenever you're able to go in there and sell that you're going to be playing in the SEC. I mean, I know that might be a captain obvious for some, uh, and it truly is. But to hear the coaches confirm it, I thought that was that was about all I needed to hear. So that's the coach's luncheon. We'll get some audio as the program progresses. And thanks to Sooner Scoop for being out there. A uh, couple of notes, maybe that. I missed, or maybe you were there and you're like, no, 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 Plank, this caught my ear. This was what I really thought was interesting. You can let us know on the Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Jim Harbaugh spoke at Big Ten Media Day. We'll tell you about it next. Plank shows live from Paul's Valley at the brand-new Seth Wadley Chevy. It's a weekend celebration, and we're here on a Friday on The Ref. I'm not done with this conversation, Josh. Hold on, just we're not done with this. Hold on, just a second. Uh, we're at Seth Wadley Chevy grand opening weekend. Big party planned. The inflatables are already up and ready to have the kiddos bounce around. It's going to be a fun one. Bands coming in tomorrow, they got a cornhole tournament tomorrow night. But more than anything else, uh, it is the celebration of the continued growth of Seth Wadley here in Paul's Valley and what this community means to them. So, a weekend celebration. Just off I-35 in the Pauls Valley exit. So number one on your list is Freddy's for the best fries. So you're a skinny fry guy. I love them. I love them. Okay. Chick Fil A and Brahms. Okay. Toby is anti skinny fries.
2: I really? actually,
0: I-, I think Toby is like anti fries now. The man looks great, but I, I am not. So. I don't really have a problem. If you were to ask me to rank my top fries like you were during the break, I honestly only think that I've been to one place where I came away from, unless it was cold and old, right, where I came away from having their fresh fries and thinking these fries are trash. (laughs) Right. Right? There's only one place I can think of, and that's In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger's fries are not it. I, so if you were to put an In-N-Out burger with Brahms fries,
1: yeah, that's that's pretty good.
0: Numero uno, right? But see, I don't discriminate. Like, I even does Arby still have the Arby's fries? They look pretty good.
1: Yep, Arby's Followed is good because
0: because Arby's kind of became a punch somewhere along the way. Y'all got too highfalutin and hoity toity for Arby's, um, but uh, yeah. I don't really know if there's a fry that I would complain about.
1: Well, and you have to have the McDonald's conversation, of course. I just feel like it's more hit or miss.
0: Mm. I would agree. I would agree. The the consistency is what you want to see, and you're not getting that consistency. I would agree. Hey, um, when we're not talking about fries, we're talking about college football. So you sifted through a lot of Big Ten Media Day yesterday. I know you listened to about everything you could. While we were talking coaches' luncheon and you were spending the last 30 minutes of the show talking about David Stone setting his commitment date, was there anything that really, really jumped out at you? Harbaugh didn't say anything. You know he wanted to. You absolutely know he wanted to. But Harbaugh didn't say anything. But what was your big takeaway from good old Big Ten media day yesterday? The final day of Big Ten media day after going, what, seven and seven or six and six? Wait, they have 14 yet? They up to 16 yet? Fourteen. Four, 14. Seven and seven.
1: What'd you take away? Seven and seven. Uh, I, I don't know uh, that uh, there was anything that just uh, was earth-shattering for me. Uh, it, what, what caught your attention? Anything? That's, I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. You're, you're kind of waiting for Harbaugh to <laughs> give you something, but, you know, when that doesn't happen, it's sort of, okay. I was a little bit surprised. Though he did,
0: it's a classic cut because he basically said, do I want to lay it all out? Absolutely. But then isn't he in the ultimate catch-22 if he lays this out, Josh? Because, well, A, the NCAA silences you. You can't talk about it. And, B, even if he went with all I did was buy the kids the burger, I think there was a couple places, I don't know if I – fake heard this or if it was real, that the debate was if he had even truly bought the burgers or just paid for the tip or whatever it was, uh, I, I, I may have misremembered that. But regardless, even if he does that, then he's admitting that he lied. And I don't I don't know if that's the street that Harbaugh's wanting to go down right now. No. But he sure as heck isn't wanting to go down without a fight. That's That's the one thing that I took from yes. He wants to say, he wants to tell it all. But right now, it's like, ooh, probably not the time or the place to do it.
1: Yeah, he – he, I think he'd like a good battle. He just understands that probably it's not good business for him to uh, go ahead and turn a four-game suspension into an eight or 12. Were you
0: taken aback or surprised at all by the P.J. Flex stuff? That uh – he pushed back against it as as much as he did? Well, I just been in, we haven't even really had a chance to talk about it here on the program. Right? I mean, we were all OU yesterday. We didn't even talk about the PJ Fleck allegations, but I don't know if I should be thinking it's it should be bigger than it is, or if it's truly one of those where you take PJ Fleck at his word, which it seems as if a lot of players and former players jumped right out to defend P.J. Fleck, which I found a little bit surprising. But were you surprised at kind of the the level of confidence in firing back and then also in that how it didn't really take off too much yesterday?
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like – I mean, do you think something serious is going to happen from this? I don't know that I do just because of the – you know – Definite pushback against it. The mm-hmm. the feet in the sand feels pretty resolute. The amount of former players that came to P.J. Flex defense. And, you know, unless it's, uh, you know, locking people in in closets uh, when they, they have concussions, you know, forcing players at times to exercise as punishment is sports. Mm-hmm. This is that
0: s- such a weird line, too. Where the things you heard about Northwestern, yeah, like, okay, that's what are we doing? Hey, right? We're, we're, I mean, there's kids around here, but you, you all know the allegations against them of what the what was going on in the locker room. Like that's okay, but yet there's a certain part of it where it's like, yeah, yeah you're a, you're going to get yelled at by your coach. So what's this line between? What is considered abuse and what's considered, and I know there's there. oh, it's easy to figure out. Is it? Is it? Because, I mean, I think this has kind of become a go-to topic. And front office sports, who I admit, you know, I read here and there, and Rob Perez, a good follow on Twitter, but they can make a name if they've got the next big hazing story. They saw how it blew up. Uh, for, you know, everyone out there, for the Northwestern paper, all of it. I mean, it's just, I wonder if now we're trying to push things towards being something they're not. And I say that, by the way, with this disclaimer, I don't know all the allegations, uh, or but I know that the ones that I've seen are nowhere near to the level of what was being accused of Northwestern football players. Is that fair from what you've seen, too, on Minnesota? Yeah, it it feels that way. I don't feel confident saying 100%, but that's just that's kind of where it is. All right, so so really what I'm taking away is Big Ten media days was a lot like every single other media day, where unless a coach takes a shot at another coach or a coach talks NCAA violations, which Harbaugh chose not to do, yesterday, Josh, was kind of a snoozer from what you took away?
1: Yeah, and – You know, just full transparency, I was probably so uh, nose in the middle of the textbook with uh, catching up on, you know, Iowa, this and that, that I probably wasn't as uh, dialed in as I was the day before. Did you see the big breaking news from the world of NASCAR? What's that?
0: According to Jordan Bianchi, the NASCAR Xfinity Series... We'll have a new TV home from 2025 through 2031. Now, you might say, Plank, what are we doing? You segued from the Coach's Luncheon to Big Ten Media Days and Jim Harbaugh to the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Well, here's why. The network that has purchased the Xfinity Series rights is the CW network. Now, I'm a big dot connector. I like and I'm a big conspiracy guy even though I don't believe in aliens. But Josh, could this be still a life preserver for a Pac-12 even though I couldn't even tell you what channel CW is. I'm I'm not even being a smart aleck. I have no idea. I know it's one of the free TV channels, and I'm still a direct TV guy, but I, I only go watch News 9 usually. So it's it was I, – I couldn't even tell you what channel it is. But when you start seeing a network out of nowhere open its pocketbook, it's got to catch your attention for every single athletic entity out there. And I know wasn't the CW that just started an ACC deal, too, yes. in the future. Yes. So you see them investing in sports and in college sports, you gotta feel at least hopeful that something could be there for the Pac twelve in its current existence.
1: But how about that? Yeah, I, I just think whoever's in charge over at CW, bravo, because you figured out uh, one piece of the programming model. Sports is king. <laughs> you know, live sports, sports. sports. Live sports is the you know the best programming you can have. And you know it started for them with uh, obviously their acquisition of the Live Golf television rights, and uh, then you mix in the ACC. Now you're adding NASCAR. So uh, that's good. I, yeah, I mean they're ponying up for sports, absolutely. And I would add, I know that some of y'all are not old
0: enough to remember this. I am. There was a time when the Fox Network didn't even have local newscasts, and it was the Tracy Ullman show and The Simpsons, and that was all that was on Fox. And then Rupert Murdoch made a play for the NFL rights. And now a fourth network has become one of the, I'm not going to pretend to know where TV networks profits and ratings are right off the top of my head, but successful. The NFL and Fox has really launched an entire network. Nothing to do with the news channels or the weather channels or the business channels, just Fox 25, Fox, big Fox, not Fox sports one. And it's all grown from that. So, I'm not telling you the C-Dubs suddenly are going to become Fox, but it's another fascinating sports right story that could have an impact on college football. All right, uh, let's get a break. We're at Seth Wadley. We're in Pauls Valley today. It's their grand opening weekend, and we're celebrating with you and right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Yeah, I was thinking about how my animals are treated better than I am during the break with Josh telling me a story about his responsibilities after the program. I, I went in my fridge last night, and there was, it was like a bowl of ice that had fruit in it. It was like a frozen, I, what what else is ice, you dope? It was a frozen bowl that had just a ton of fruit in it. A frozen fruit bowl? Like, yeah, there you go. A little bit more icy than fruity, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't know if you can follow that. But it I, I was like, whoa, that was hot. Dude, I just done a little. I did a little edging, did a little man work, and I was like, "That looks good. I might eat that." And I was told it's for the chickens. What? I couldn't eat it. Yeah, yeah. The the frozen fruit was for the chickens. Chickens. They're hot. Like so am I. No, no, they're really hot. They've they're out there in it. So I need to make sure that we get our eggs. And by the way, the eggs, Josh, plentiful, happy tiny they're tiny eggs you like five of them to make a meal how are we saving money on this
1: probably you're not but isn't it fun to have the uh, chickens at the house (laughs) no it's not
0: (laughs) (laughs) um all right let's let's get to the phones it's a it's a friday it's a paul's valley friday for me i'm at seth Wadley chevy it's a grand opening this weekend right off i35 you got uh what seth wadley right across the street and then here's seth wadley chevy on the other side we're on i guess what you would consider the northbound side so inflatables uh, all kinds of fun this weekend including a live band corn i saw him walking through the cornhole tables our (laughs) cornhole boards so it's on it's on here in paul's valley and it's on because our man greg has joined us on the riverwind casino jackpot line compete team barbecue baby where you at greg are you cooking this weekend
2: I am. This is my uh, traditional Friday call. I'm headed to Let's Miami, go. Oklahoma, to compete.
0: Hmm. Miami. So you're going up Miami. north on the turnpike. What do yes. you what are you cooking this weekend? What's the battle?
2: We got uh, we got chicken and ribs, and uh, then we're in Tahlequah next weekend, and then we got the World Invitational the following weekend. So I got three long weekends in a row of uh, competing and throwing a little uh, little meat on the smoker.
0: Um, Josh Helmer, if you were to be a competitive cook, competitive, I don't know, if I, I, I'm keeping this general, what meal do you think you could be competitive in that is your specialty?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, right? I, I need some work. Okay. It, it wouldn't be anything close to Compete Team Barbecue, I could probably say. Right. Probably like a grilled cheese, which is, uh, you know, not at the top right. of the talent food chain. Is there a grilled
0: cheese competition that we can get Josh in that you know of?
2: You, you, could, you could do a people's choice where you could do a grilled cheese, and I would probably throw a little uh, sliced brisket on it. With the there, oh, cheese. look at
0: that, Josh. There you go. I would be cereal. I would show people the proper amount of milk to put in their cereal <laughs> bowl because you always screw it up. Well, good luck this weekend, man. I'm, it's going to be hot, I would assume, right?
2: Yeah, going out Yeah, uh, we're going to be on the street, downtown Miami, oh. so it's going to be a little warmer than normal, but hey, I, I mean, me me, uh, cooking meat uh, downtown Miami is a lot better than what uh, a lot of other people had to do So this weekend, so I'll take
0: it. Hey, Greg, let me ask you
2: something.
0: For the, Greg keeps his ear to the transfer portal in the softball world, and I know you've been busy and I know you've been cooking, but are you... uh? Are you surprised by the silence out of Vaughter and Maxwell right now and what doesn't seem to be going on with the former Stanford and former Oklahoma State pitcher?
2: Yeah, I, I really am. I I figured Maxwell already had a place to go. I, I you know, I, I honestly believe she was going to Texas. Um, and, they, and everything's just been dead silent. There's not anyone even putting out rumors necessarily. Right. There was a lot of fire at first of where they would go and, of course, OU and, you know, I think OU's will feel their needs and, and what their what they what they have, um, and so I, I I really have no clue where those ladies are going. But wherever they're going, they're going to get two you know really good players that's going to make a big impact on those teams wherever they go. Right.
0: I agree. hey, well, good luck this weekend, Greg. Hopefully, uh, now is the prize the grand prize considered a blue ribbon or is it? Just, do we get a trophy belt? Do we know what what we need to be rooting for this weekend?
2: There's there's trophies and cash and we're we're rooting for a grand championship of course so that's uh what we're going for and by the way I am setting up my tailgate again this year for all OU home football games oh let's so go everyone there at the ref is by more than welcome to come on by and eat for free and get a, you know get your wings and ribs and brisket and whatever else you guys want so
0: love it thanks buddy appreciate the phone call thanks guys Can- have
2: a great weekend
0: you too. So, one thing Greg hasn't talked about enough, have, and I know he's been kind enough. He brought us, what when they uh, when he had smoked the Ritz crackers, when he brings up his tailgate, take advantage of that. Those were the best wings I've ever had in my really? life, Josh. I am a wing connoisseur. I don't know how to cook them. I don't know how to grill them. I don't know how to smoke them. I don't know how to fry them. But I know how to eat them. And they were good. I don't know. If I have the patience to be a competitive chef, cook, griller, whatever it is. Like, I just want to throw it on the grill and eat. Because, I mean, isn't that what you've kind of taken away? You watch these shows and they're done in like 30 minutes. But in real life, that's um, that's an investment, man. Greg's sure. put a lot of time into it. Mm-hmm. Huh. don't think I have that patience. All right. Um, back to the phones. Kelly has checked
2: in. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? Good morning. I have got to go get my ears checked. Go ahead. Okay, so we're all here listening. We have you piped through. And we all, (laughs) I thought you said you were at Swadley's. And I go, Swadley's? That sounds really good for lunch. <laughs> so we're all going to Swadley's for lunch. <laughs> well,
0: hey, hey I, I, I like those guys. I like those guys so they can they can hook us up with some sausage and some ribs. No, no. Seth yeah. Wadley's, if it all runs yeah. together, Kelly, you got to remember, <laughs> yeah, what, I'm still a northerner. That's
2: what Darren said. He said, hey, Kelly, he's Seth Wadley's, not <laughs> Swadley's. Oh, well, you know, I can blame it on being old. Hey, <laughs> hey what, Kelly, let me a ask you. Yeah, oh, I appreciate.
0: Yeah. Sure. Oh, I was going to say, okay. No, no. Where, where do you just because I know you follow the softball. Are you happy okay. now, or do you want to see him being involved with Kelly Maxwell or Elena Vada right now? Are you Are you happy with where the staff is?
2: I'm happy. How can you not be happy with Patty as your coach?
0: Well, that's what I tend to say. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent. No, of the time. I'm you happy. Happy, happy,
2: happy, happy. No, right. I'm. Um, I. She knows how to develop players. We've got some great players coming in. How can we not be happy? No, I, I'm I'm, I'm glad. All right, Kelly.
0: Thanks for the phone call. Right. Appreciate Take the care. crew tuned in.
2: Bye. Have a good lunch at Swadley's. <laughs>
0: <Bye>. <laughs> I wish Seth Wadley's. Seth Wadley's.
1: It's too early to talk about food. I'm getting hungry.
0: Bro, let me tell you something. I haven't had Swadley's in a while, but they have when you're traveling on I-30. If you go a little bit further south. There's a massive billboard. I think it's in Ardmore. And every time I see that, it's, oh, dang, man. That looks pretty, pretty good. Pretty. Um, I don't know. You know what? Now that because someone had brought up Vans fries in our fry conversation, I don't know if I've ever had Swadley's fries. Do they have fries? Some of the barbecue places, are they, they, they don't want you to have fries, right? Um, Rudy's doesn't have fries. Dude, I had Rudy's the other night. That t- after when my brother-in-law came in town, we went and ate at Rudy's. <sighs> my gosh, I literally had to be rolled out of that joint. So good. <laughs> See, this is what happens, Kelly, when you call and you start talking food. We all get hungry, and now now we're just stuck here waiting until the show wraps up at noon. All right, um, we got a break, 949. When we come back, text line is hopping. Plus, in hour two, we'll hear a little bit from what, We'll hear a little bit more from what Ted Roof and Jeff Levy and Bill Beanbo had to say from yesterday at the coaches' luncheon. It's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I will say, I will say, Josh Helmer, I am thoroughly impressed with the amount of rec- uh, restaurant recommendations that I have received for my time here in Pauls Valley, which is where we are today. We're at Seth Wadley's Chevy Grand Opening Weekend. Do you know the Seth Wadley Promise includes lifetime oil changes? Lifetime. And for someone who is, you know, taking a car on a couple of lengthy road trips, the lifetime pre-vacation vehicle checkups, incredible. But well, we're here, too, to tell you about the excitement that is. The grand opening weekend. Band's going to be here tomorrow. they got a cornhole tournament tomorrow afternoon. This is an awesome weekend to be down here in Paul's Valley. So thank you for all of these suggestions. But I don't think I get to hang. I'm taking quite the triangle today, Josh. I'm going Paul's Valley to Blanchard to Washington. Quite today, Quite today. Um, But, again, like I said, I appreciate all of the restaurant rem- uh, recommendations. Let's see here. Pumpkins, barbecue, and catfish. It's from Mark and Blanchard. But I really appreciate this. This means a lot. Mark writes, if you have time and are looking for a place to eat lunch at Paul's Valley, go to the grill. It's good. Just east of I-35 Main Street in Paul's Valley, south side of the road. Or Pumpkin's Barbecue in Catfish. Which one, Mark? I appreciate it, but you can't give me more than one. You know me. I need to be pointed in the right direction. Smiley from the 850. Go eat a pumpkin's in uh, in Paul's Valley. Or Tio's. I don't think I've ever heard of Tio's. Uh, and, yes, they do have fries, by the way, at Swadley's, which is not where we are today, but we are at Seth Wadley's. Seth Wadley's. And um, this from Blue Whale Sooner who writes, If you say griller competition, then competitive cooking may not be in the cards. <laughs> Unless you're a griller. You're 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 grilling. What, what what's Supposed wrong to be with a
1: that? Barbecue competition, I guess. I, I mean, is is that
0: incorrect? Are you a grill master? I mean, I, I can't call myself a grill master if I only make hamburgers and steaks. I'm a griller at that point, right? I mean, I want to think I'm cool. I want to think I know what I'm doing. I put my hat on backwards, get my fire real high, but I'm a dope, man. I don't know what I'm doing out there. I'm just hoping I don't burn it. But so if I say Griller, ooh, here's a good comparison. If I say Griller blue well sooner, is that to the level of, say, someone watching a baseball game and asking if they're going to score a touchdown? Now, am I that far out of the competitive mix when it comes to Competitive cooking.
1: Yeah, let's hope not, because there is nothing more obnoxious Oof. than that. Uh, we've how many to points see th- do they have? What they,
0: how many? Oh gosh, points. Or would I be somebody that gives you the losing score first? Well, it was a tough game last night. Dodgers lost at one to eight. What was the score of the game? One to eight. <laughs> uh what?
1: The Dodgers got one point to uh, the other <laughs> team had eight <laughs> points. Uh,
0: this is a, a couple of you all have pointed this out, and I, I'm curious to dive into this a little bit deeper because you're right. Um, Lloyd said CW owns L, uh, Live Golf Rights, so they need to branch out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but uh, it's good for the 405. The CW network is a joint venture between Warner Brothers and CBS. Yes, upon a very lengthy Google search, uh, they had partnered up a couple years ago when, what is it, Nexstar had, had purchased part ownership, and they put CW under their wing, which, again, you find interesting because CBS and his long-term relationship with the PGA Tour and some of the events, to see the C-Dub having been the one place that Liv landed on, and again, it, they purchased rights, they bought the time on CW, and OCW ran them as soon as they ran over the time limit for a couple tournaments. But anytime you have a new network that's spending money on sports rights, I think it catches everyone's eye. It's It's a good thing overall. It's smart because live sports still rate, and that's what people – I mean, I would be willing to bet the, the NASCAR Xfinity races they're going to have on the CW will be their highest-rated events they've ever had, ever. So who knows? Who knows how deep they want to get? All right, uh, quick break. What did Ted Roof have to say yesterday at the Coach's Luncheon? We'll share it next.